And we're back. I am back in the studio today with my guest, um, assistant host, I guess, right? Yeah. And her name is Erin, and she is a Gen Zer. Yes, I am. <laughs> do you know what that means? You do know. We just talked yeah. about it. You are between the ages of? 10 and 25. Very good. And what is your age? I'm 21. Excellent. Oh, so you could drink. That's great. Yeah. So I, I, as everyone knows, and you've listened to me on this podcast, um, and my name is Melissa Bassett, and this is the I Want My 40s Back podcast. Please follow me on Instagram at I Want My 40s Back. Um, but we've talked about Mean Girls, and we talked about a few weeks ago how I knew of girls that were changing schools and how really girls can be bitches. And I had this conversation with Erin one night, and <laughs> yes. she said, we should talk about that. So we're not only going to talk about that, but we're also going to talk about the pressures of Gen Z, because I know a lot of us have kids. I have kids that are in Gen Z, one on the cusp of not being in it. And we think we understand them. But Erin, do we understand them? Not all the time. Sometimes. Excellent point. <laughs> and it's kind of like I went, I was with my friends last weekend and people that I went to high school with on a Friday night. And I said to them, someone said, oh, my son, this has this problem, whatever. And I said, here's my advice. When your kids are over 21, they don't want your advice. That's great advice. Is I that, like that a lot. Is that not true? Yeah. Because we're so used to giving you our advice and you guys taking it up until like 17. Yeah. And then and anytime I give my kids advice... I get the eye roll versus if they ask me a question. Yeah, I was just about to say that. If you if we come to you, I feel like it's fine. But getting questions asked all the time, like that's annoying. When we don't yeah, annoying. Right. Yeah. So we're gonna get into it. We're gonna start with Mean Girls, but I just want to say hello and thank you to everyone that has been listening to the podcast. I'll share some statistics next week. Things are going great, but I would like to say to the men that are contacting me via Instagram direct message. I have enough problems. <laughs> I don't want to respond to your fictitious messages that say, hey, beautiful, or hey, pretty lady. What am I, Jerry Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I know you're trying to get money out of me. I know you're trying to scam me, but I just want to let you know that don't waste your time. I got enough going on. I'm not answering your spammy DMs. <laughs> Secondly, I'm home on a Friday tonight, kids. And you might say, Melissa, you always freak out. You always want to go out on a Friday night because ever since Mark died, you're always so busy. And let me tell you, as any of you that have been following me on this journey, and if some of you just threw up a little bit in your mouth when I said journey, I don't blame you. <laughs> it makes me cringe too. <laughs> but I think I've hit the spot where I had an invitation, Aaron, to go out tonight into mm -hmm. Boston with my sister. And I said, tired tonight not gonna do it i'm gonna drop a podcast with my gen zer <laughs> i feel like that's a big step i agree yeah. so it took 10 months we all just puked in our mouths when i said journey but you know what i'm saying <laughs> all right so aaron we've established that you're 21 yes what what do you do in your life right now are you working what do you do um i'm currently in college and i have a part-time job as a hostess how's that going really good i love it not to cross over subjects, but do, do men ever treat you demeaningly or say like, hey, sexy mama or anything to you? 
at the work yeah like at work um not really i've had it Good. a few times before at the cafe i used to work at which is weird and they were like really old guys and they would like try to hold my hand but other than that <laughs> snap right back inappropriate that's all you have to say this is the me too movement girl <laughs> we're not taking any of that okay so you go to school and you work yes and so we're going to talk about uh mean girls first i want to start in middle school then we're going to mm-hmm. get up to now why do you think Erin, in your life, mm-hmm. witnessing or being a victim of girls are mean to each other. And do you think it starts in middle school? Um, yeah, I think in middle school, it's more kind of of the like your friends like don't invite you somewhere and you get hurt that way. It's not so much as like the someone coming up to you and saying something mean necessarily. But I think the like it starts with that, with the like not getting invited somewhere. And that's where it like hurts in middle school. And then I think it like continues throughout your life. That's an awesome point. I never even thought about that. So have you ever been part of a group of girls that said, let's not invite Veronica? Um, I probably have been in a group where someone wasn't invited, but I don't think I've intentionally been like, let's not invite that person. But then I've also been on the other side where I wasn't invited somewhere in middle school and even in high school. And it like hurts, but I don't think that I've ever been in a part like a part of it where it was on purpose so so you okay interesting so you don't oh you didn't do it on purpose yes okay when people decide they're not going to invite somebody what's the motive is it to send a message Um, what's their point I think sometimes it's to send a message but other times I think it's just like they don't necessarily like the person Mm -hmm. which is sad and that hurts too yes that really hurts. <laughs> I can remember, no joke, I got, I was the odd girl out, which is hard to believe with such a wonderfully successful podcast like Seriously? the one I have here yeah. right now. And I got completely dropped by my friends from middle school to mm-hmm. high school. And I didn't know why. Now, there was no social media now. Yeah. So now they could not only not invite you, but post they, pictures. And they post it on purpose many times, I feel like, everywhere. I feel like social media, you want to post it everywhere so that the people who aren't invited can see. Why would someone do that? Do, why do they do that? They're insecure. They have other things going on. I feel like it's never a direct like attack on the actual person that it happens with. I think it's always something going on in that person's life that they like are insecure about and maybe they think you're the competition the yeah. other girls like you too they're, much or some guy yeah they're jealous that and it's it drives me nuts because we raise our arms in march international women's month stand yeah. up for each other and we're screwing each other exactly behind each other's backs. and i feel like we've always been taught that like there's only room for one person at the top of a pyramid of anything it's only one person at top at the top and every girl wants to be on top so it's like i'll get there anyway wow i never even thought like, of that that is and you know what's funny erin i've done a lot of research on women in business on this same mm-hmm. thing and it's it's the pyramid that you just yeah. talked about. Women think that there's only room for one female executive, one female, so they'll kick the other ones yeah. underneath them. Not in all cases. I think I've mentioned in the past, I work for an awesome financial technology company where it just gets the work done. I don't see these behaviors, but I did see them when I worked for like arcade banks and stuff. Mm-hmm. So socially and at work, it happens because you want to be number one. Yeah, and you've only been taught that it's room for one person at, ta- at the top, I feel like. I feel like we could just end this now. I think we've made our impact. Yeah. Good night, everyone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> See that you next time. Super insightful. 
The thing I find too, and I talked about this a few weeks ago about the middle-aged girls that I know that were both being ghosted or ostracized from their friends. Mm -hmm. And I put friends in air quotes because they're really not friends because the other, the girls were good either at sports or theater. So by the girls participating in keeping them out, they were thinking they could keep them out of the chances of getting the spots. Yeah. And what's interesting is both girls are transferring schools. So, the and I know a lot of cases like this. So, yeah. do the mean girls win? What do you think the mean girls think when they get someone to never come back to the group or not change their schools? I feel like they feel like they win in that moment, but I feel like down the road, like in life, whether it's years later or whatever, they never end up winning. I feel like it always comes back to you. And do you... Do you look for it? <laughs> Do you follow up with those people? <laughs> <laughs> no, I no, but I hope it comes. I feel like deep down, I believe that it will always come back. I feel like it does. You by the can't. Way. Yeah, I feel like you can't be a mean person and it not gonna come back to hurt you. It's true, and it's funny when I got ghosted in the ninth grade. Get therapy, Melissa. I am. I'm still talking about the ninth grade by my friends, and then I met my wonderful friend group that I have now that I'm so happy to have. You know that I went to high school with. Yeah. That same girl, people throughout my life will say, oh, did you hear about X, Y, Z? I go, I don't care about her. I don't care about her. They're like, she had a really hard life. This, I don't care. I hope her life is hard and awful. I am still carrying the grudge (laughs) of being so ceremoniously dropped from that group. From the ninth grade. In fact, I saw, I talked about this. I saw this one other girl walking around Market Basket and I ran away. I'm like, I don't want to talk to you because I want to hit you with a bag of bananas. <laughs> What's funny is the same thing happened to me. Like I wasn't invited somewhere. And then I kind of was like, that's the end of that friend group. And I moved to a different friend group who I'm like friends with now. And we have no issues ever. Like they're the best. And I love them. But I'm the complete opposite where I'm like, I just wish you the best. Like something's going to happen and I know it. Right. So I just wish you the best. If I was to see someone, I'd wave and be like, hi, how are you? And I'd be like kill them with kindness I feel like that's good because you know then you're not giving them what they yeah. want which is to make you unhappy yeah right that's not the reality though for a lot of people a lot of people take it and personalize it I feel like my kids told and social media was not as big as it is now yeah when my kids were in high school but they now can look back in hindsight and say all the things or the parties we thought people were at and all that stuff was fake it wasn't real it was to make us think that yeah. it was do you did you experience that too yeah for sure i feel like people will post it to make it seem like the best time when in reality someone's crying in the other room and you hear about it the next week that oh this was really bad because they did this or whatever right. and the gossip goes around and you're like oh it wasn't great maybe it was good that i wasn't invited right but what what, what do we do about it how do we change it I don't know. I feel like it's so easy to just be like, be nice. And it isn't easy to be nice. I feel like it's it's harder to be mean, I feel like, in life. Like, it's, I feel like it takes more effort to be mean. But I don't see it changing, which is sad with girls, unless you teach them from a young age that, like, you don't need to be mean to get somewhere. You don't need to try to be at the top. It's okay. Everything works out for everybody. You find everything that you need in life without having to be rude well and it's funny that you should say that so i did a little survey on instagram this Mm -hmm. week saying if your daughter is a bully is it the parents fault 
Would it surprise you to know that not a single parent said it would be their fault? <laughs> that, <laughs> no, it doesn't surprise me, but I, I voted on it and I said it depends. Yeah. Because I feel like it really does. It comes to a point where it's like you can give your kid all the advice that you can give them and they're not going to listen. And so they like it isn't on you. But at the same time, I feel like it's instilled in you from a young age sometimes. Sometimes moms are rude like there are moms that I've had that have yelled at me like to my face as a kid and, and they're yelled dumb. at you about what um all different things there was one about <laughs> <laughs> how was I supposed to stay serious okay that's okay there was one about there was one about like a mom one time yelling at me with sports because I was like playing over her daughter and I was like, sorry, like, that's not my doing. Like, I can't do anything about it. And her daughter also isn't the nicest person. And so it there are definitely situations where, like, kid learns from parent. But also, I think kids also learn from friends. And if you surround yourself in the, with the wrong friends, you're going to do things you shouldn't do. Right. And But regardless, that's a choice that you made to be to gravitate towards nicer people. But there's still a whole gang of people stuck with that mean girl and her mother. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think one of my friends told me a few years ago that same situation. And I, I can tell you, I don't I don't know. I only have boys, so I don't know the girl dynamic except being in it. But I've never been called by the parent of a boy and said, well, you know, your son, you know, is not friends with my son. And so as a result, blah, 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 blah where I hear from my friends that have girls that that has happened even yeah. in high school where their moms are calling up defending their like, daughter's yeah, honor. Yeah, I, I don't get it. Has that happened to you? No. I feel like I've, I like feel like I've defended myself in situations so it's not like I need my mom to call or right. I also feel like I've just, I'm kind of like, no, your mom doesn't need to fight your battles for you so it's going to be between us if it's going to be between us. That's a good point, though, because I, in the two situations where the middle school girls transferred, I don't live in their states, mm -hmm. and I offered to go to those states and then hit the parents. <laughs> you know, I don't want to go to jail, but I would like to, yeah. yeah. I, because I think the thing is, too, we don't necessarily tell each other the truth. So I think, and this happens when kids are little, when kids are babies, I remember my kids were young and like four and one. And the one-year-old kept hitting the four-year-old. And I said to the doctor, why does he keep bashing him in the head? <laughs> and she said, because he can't talk. He's frustrated that the other kid maybe got a cookie or got whatever. So they hit each other. Mm -hmm. And so I think, with no, obviously, counseling or psychological experience, <laughs> that part of this meanness is that girls don't know how to vocalize. I'm jealous or yeah. in a way that doesn't make them feel threatened. Exactly. Yeah. I also feel like girls can sometimes, I mean, for me at least, I'm a people pleaser. So I'd rather be like, I'd rather be inconvenienced at my own than have one of my friends be inconvenienced. Like I'd rather take the hit than someone else. So I feel like that could play a role, but I know not everyone's a people pleaser. <laughs> I know. Wow, I'm impressed. I've never had that feeling in my life. <laughs> It's good to know you, you unicorn. <laughs> no, I'm really not. And I want to make it a point, though, that like I definitely have had my fair share of gossip. Like I'm not 
I've definitely gossiped and I probably have had situations where like I've been mean to people and people could probably be like, oh, Erin was a mean person. Like I'm not perfect, but I feel like it's also what you learn from a situation. I listened to a podcast a few weeks ago by a very famous podcaster that has a similar name to me, Mel. And so she was talking about if you if you're women and you're in a room and people start gossiping, you get up and walk out the door. And I wrote on her Instagram page, the world would end if women didn't have gossip. Because gossip cannot always have to be bad. Oh my God, gossip can be so fun sometimes. It's so fun. I agree. In fact, we started this whole session off mic gossiping. So no one was harmed. We didn't talk about people's physical appearance. Exactly. I feel like if it's not something... One of my friends, like roommates at college, said this. And if it's not something you can change about yourself... Yeah don't comment on it so like don't comment on their physical appearance because you can't always change that like i agree and you know what erin when i was in younger mm-hmm. so erin's 21 i'm in my 50s when i was in junior high it would be okay to say some like hey fat ass <laughs> you i know you could say it That's you could nice. oh my god alexa didn't like it either <laughs> Um, I'm sorry to laugh, but that was kind of funny. You could. People would outwardly, <laughs> I'm not kidding, it's shocking. Yeah. People would outwardly, like a guy could say like, nice boobs, <laughs> out loud. Yeah. Or say sexual things. If you said something like that today at work or in a group where people were like educated, it would be horrifying. Yeah, it really would. But not in You'd the You'd get 80s. canceled. And, and should be. In the 80s and 90s, anything went. I feel like even, this is going to be weird, but even on Dance Moms a few years ago, like they used to comment on Abby Lee like being larger. And I don't want to get canceled, but like, <laughs> but like they used to say things about her appearance, like her weight and stuff. And like now they always say, looking back, they're like, I should not have not done have that. It. Yeah. In fact, you can't, you're technically not supposed to even say like nice sweater or whatever. You just stay away from everything now at work. I don't know. We'll see. But do you think, you told me an interesting story that we were talking before Erin um, got officially into the studio, my kitchen. And I said to her, do you think it's any different now? And tell me what you said about going into bars. Oh, yeah. So I feel like it's different when you have alcohol in your system, when girls have alcohol in their system. And I think any girl can attest to this. If you go into a bar and you go into the bathroom and the woman's bathroom, you meet the nicest girls that you could ever meet. They walk in and you're like, oh my God, you're my best friend. I love you so much. There are girls crying like, oh my God, you're beautiful. I love your outfit. And it's because, I think at least, there's alcohol in their system. So they don't have their insecurities and their issues that are going on, like that no one knows about at the forefront of their brain. They're just having fun. There's no competition. There's no boys around. So it's easy and they're nice. And it's like, you don't, you don't even like question it, but the moment you step out of the bathroom and if that was to happen, you would be like, what is go- like, what, why would girl. they com- like, why would they compliment me like that? Like a compliment nowadays is like, it's unheard of. Like if you're, if you're straight, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I mean, meaning not drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're sober, yeah. <laughs> if you're sober out on the street and someone is like, oh my God, I like your hair. You're like, what? Like, does, does she actually? Yeah. Cause you don't trust it. Yeah. You never trust it. And maybe that's what it, it's about. It's about insecurity. Like yeah. to your point, being on top of the pyramid, but being insecure about what you're getting and or what you're not getting. Yeah. But I do think in a mean, especially in a bullying situation, like when you're 21, you're on your own. 
But I do think parents get in the way, either fueling it. How many mothers do you know, like head cheerleader mom or whatever, where they're gunning behind their daughter? Oh, yeah. they Moms gossip too all the time. You learn from... you. I The girls probably learn from their moms growing up when they would t- gossip about their friend groups. Like, yep. you learn from them, so you think it's okay. And I, I have to be... I am a girl, obviously. But yes. not having them in the house, mm-hmm. when my sons have girlfriends... And then they would talk about the issues that they were having, you know, with their roommates or stuff when they yeah. were in college. I, I would stare at them as if they had six heads. I'm like, is this a real story? Yeah. Do girls really do this to each other, even in a roommate situation? Girls are mean. Like, girls can be mean. I have a friend who's still in high school, and she was having a party, and... She like not even a big party like in the basement there wasn't even alcohol and there was a girl who does not like her who goes to a different school that called the cops on this party which it wasn't even like they weren't drinking they weren't doing anything but she someone posted that they were down in this girl's basement and she knew the basement and she called the cops like what I would never think to call the cops on a girl that I don't like no I like, wouldn't either it's insane what girls do nowadays I will tell you, though, I I know a story firsthand. It was told to me. I didn't hear it from someone that the mother wanted her daughter to date someone else. So she didn't want her to date this guy. Mm-hmm. So she had flowers sent from the guy to another girl. What? Yeah, to throw him off the daughter. Yeah. And she told us the story. And then all I could think of is like, what? Why like, would you do why? that? We want to protect our kids, but it's like these are the behaviors that fuel the mean girls of yeah. tomorrow. And I can tell you that just being, and it's true when people always say when you go through the decades, you care less and less. Mm-hmm. When you start having kids, you don't have time to judge and be bitchy because you're living the hell, which is newborn children. Yeah. And then the worries that come with it. And I think that we become human, women become human again when we have kids and we feel for them I don't want them to be the last kid picked for this. Or yeah. I hope they're with the cool kids. Or I hope this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all want that, right? We all want that for our kids, but we don't realize it until we have them, which is too late. And then we think about all the carnage behind us. Yeah. Of the people we mean girl to death. But I feel like as long as you learn from it, I feel like if you learn oh my from God, it. She is a people pleaser. I'm <laughs> feeling a little itchy, Erin. I've never experienced all this. No, but I feel positivity. like if you learn from it, it's fine. Like, yeah, I think sometimes it's too late. I'm still I'm still running away from the girl from the ninth grade at Market Basket. Honey. Okay, but like, what could she do? Like, nothing now. True that, except I wish her nothing but unhappiness. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Erin and I would be a good TV show. That'd be, that would stress me out. You'd you would want to like, get like, you would want to hit these people. I'd be like, no, please. Forgive them. I literally went to Chick-fil-A once. This is so random. And I got the wrong order. And I accepted the wrong order because I was like, they're trying. Like, I just don't want anyone to be inconvenient. Erin, have you ever gone to Chick-fil-A and told them you had the wrong order? They like, they're really nice about it. They're so nice I've about it. I've done that too, but I still am just like, no, I'd rather not. Like, they're trying. Oh, the one place you want to ask for it is Chick-fil-A because we did, it happened one time, they put something on a sandwich, we ended up with food for six people, I'm like, we're never going to eat this, like, we're just so sorry. <laughs> okay, next time I'll do it to Chick-fil-A. You, you should work at Chick-fil-A, like, you have a really good, uh, like, in the corporate offices, of course. All right, My so we're pleasure. Gonna, we're going to move in. I'm not sure we gained any insight, though, on the Mean Girls. I don't think we're going to solve it here today. 
No, I don't. I mean, I feel like you need to have an actual mean girl. I'm not saying I'm not, but like, I feel like you could actually have a mean oh, girl. To find one. But like, I don't think they're. I don't think they would be open about it. Open enough, yeah. or I don't think they'd be like secure in their self to enough to in their self to be like, yeah, I'm a mean girl. Yeah. Like, no, they'd be like, no, everything happens to me, which that's. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And there lies the problem. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to other Gen Z issues. Erin, mm-hmm. I have to ask you a question. Yes. Do you take a lot of naps? I don't. I'm not a napper. You know this whole Gen Z generation yeah. is a napper, right? Yeah. I'm not a napper because if I nap, I can't go to bed. <laughs> I have never seen anything like it. In fact, I was just talking to someone the other day. There's the 10-minute Gen Z nap, mm-hmm. which power nap. There's a 20-minute nap. They're like, let's get into bed and have a really long nap. Because like a three-hour nap, yeah. Yeah. What do you think of that? What's up with the what's up with your teams? I don't know. I feel like I get it when it's like a Saturday and people go to a darty or whatever, a day party. Oh my god, I've never heard of that. A darty? <laughs> yeah, a darty. Okay. My friend goes to one and then she'll come back and she'll take a nap and then they'll go out. So I get it in that sense. Kind of sleep off the alcohol, but like <laughs> but I don't I don't get it in the sense of like an everyday thing. But I also don't live at school, so yeah. I don't know I do know a lot of kids in college who take naps every day, yeah. who take it like with Um, who take a nap like once a day because they're when they're in school and they're like walking around and they're doing everything but also they're probably lazy sometimes i kind of like it though i would like to like throw down for nap. i couldn't do it though all right so you're not a napper no i'm not now you just said you don't live at school yes did you feel pressure to live at school yeah by who um I don't think anyone directly pressured me, but when I, before I even like thought about college, like in high school, I remember talking to my mom, like I was interested in living at school, but I remember talking to my mom being like, what if it's not for me? Right. Cause I'd never heard of people who don't live at school really. Like I bet you have now though. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't like, I don't know what if it's not for me? And my mom was like, if it's not, it's not for you and that's fine. And so I, I think I put the pressure on myself because, like, I'm a people pleaser, so I knew people would talk about it. Whether right. it was to my face or behind my back, right. they were going to be like, oh, she doesn't live at school or she didn't like it and she's not doing the typical, like, living at school for four years or whatever. And so I think I put the pressure on myself mostly. But then ultimately it just came down to I need to make a decision for myself and like whatever people say no one that I care about would really be rude to my face and if they were then they don't care about me so like whatever but uh no one would be rude to my face and if they say something behind my back I can't control it so right just yeah and it's it's funny because when you live when I was in college everybody went to school for four if you went to school yeah. you either did or didn't mm-hmm. okay and if you did you lived at school and i my friends three of my friends did not they commuted mm-hmm. and to bentley ironically was a big commuter school that was accepted so if you commuted to a commuter school it was like oh this person's gonna live at home this person's gonna live on campus those were your only options yeah and then i think the pressure got in with parents competing like where's your kid going where's your kid going in my opinion only in the past 10 years, I think that's gone away because mental health is like talked about all the time now where we hit everything. Yeah. Right. We would yeah, hide for sure. it. Now we talk about it and we say, it's not right for my kid. Yeah. This isn't the decision and no one cares. And to your point, people that do care mm-hmm. are thinking about the wrong things. Yeah. And they... I, I feel bad for all of you. I feel bad for you. 
I feel bad for my son. Anyone that had to any experience during COVID going to college was not a college experience. Yeah, I feel like that added to it. But like at the same time, it wasn't for me and yeah. I knew it. But also COVID definitely added to it. Like my first year was during COVID. Like I remember I had specific bathroom times that I could use the bathroom because of COVID. Like, right. and I was like, this is not what I wanted. This isn't what I thought college would be like. Exactly. And imagine though, if you decided to live at home and mm -hmm. you were going to be a commuter, you would have had a totally different experience than what they made everyone forced everybody online. Yeah. So I think it's just different. And the whole discussion about is college even worth it or should you go in three years or whatever. Yeah. And I think about my own son who's graduating soon. His college experience is very different. Very different, meaning lives off campus, you know what I mean, comes home. Mm -hmm. Like It's just not the traditional. People just do what they want now. Yeah. It's There's no not... pressure on it, which no, is nice. No, I, I kind of like that. Yeah, I do too. And it's no pressure, I feel like, if you don't want to go to college. Like, if it's not for you and you're doing something else, I feel like there's not as much pressure bef as before where it was like, oh my God, did you hear this kid's not going to college? Like, what are they going to do with their life? Because we need plumbers. Yeah. We need people. People aren't going into the trades, which are very lucrative. Mm -hmm. And before we would judge it, we would force people like, oh, well, why would you do that? Go to college. They would likely drop out. Yeah. And now we value those jobs. Exactly. Now you call them because you have an issue with your toilet. Exactly. <laughs> and they make great money. Yeah. Yeah. What so as a Gen Zer, mm -hmm. ages ten to twenty five. Yes. What are you thinking about in the future? What are the things that you think about? Um, uh, probably first buying a house because of my mother, <laughs> and like saving my money. Why does your mother like to buy houses? She's a real estate agent. Okay, so, so she's definitely that. instilled that. So that yeah. is definitely at the top of a thought all the time. Um, finding a boyfriend. <laughs> Excellent. We're going to talk about that in a second. Yeah. So that's a priority. Yeah. Hopefully soon. Yeah. Um, I think just also taking the pressure off. I feel like a huge thing right now is like you live on a floating rock, like nothing matters. Like literally you live on a floating rock. What does that mean? Like I live on earth. Like it's a floating rock. Like just do what you want and don't care because you're only, yeah. you're only young for this long. Like just embrace it. Don't be stupid, but also just like it's embrace true. it. Yeah. Oh, I like that. And how about money? Do you feel like you are good with finances? Um, I probably could be better. I'm definitely a saver. Good. Um, except I just spent money to go on a cruise. So. Oh my God, that'll be so much fun. Yeah. But that's to your point. You have to live your life. Exactly. And I would argue too, I understand the real estate bend. Yeah. But you have to experience life. And if you're experiencing life living in your parents' basement, which I know you don't, mm -hmm. um, never spending a dime to buy some house, you're going to miss out on a whole decade of fun. Yeah. Go on the cruise. Yeah. You go, girl. I'm where are you going to cruise to? The Boston to Bermuda cruise. Ooh, that, that's really, I know a lot of people that did that. You're going to like that. I'm so excited. I'm going with some friends. Love it. How do you manage your money? Do you um, use any apps to manage money? Um, my Bank of America app. Oh, that's really good. Like, one. and I can just look at what I have. But also, I recently just like invested in a CD or whatever with okay. my aunt, like my great aunt. She was like, "You need to do this." So I did that. So like, it's making some money, hopefully. Yeah. So. Have you thought about investing um, in the stock market? My my brother. I can't say his name right. You could just say my brother. Yeah. Okay, my brother is a big investor in it, so he's definitely told me i should yeah. do it so i need to but, but i have not yet but you probably don't know a lot about it no not at do you know where you should go where you should maybe do research about investing not at all so it's interesting your 
Gen Z demographic mm-hmm. doesn't really start thinking about it until 21, 22. But would you be surprised to learn that most people in your age group are getting it from TikTok? Really? I actually just deleted TikTok. Why? Because I spent way too much time on it. Fair. And I was like, you know what? It's not good. I need to just live life and not. And I was like spending time when I'd be with friends like on TikTok. And I was like, no. And I deleted the app and I like deleted my account completely. And I like was sad. Like I was truly sad. And I was like, this is sad that I'm yeah. sad. And then I was like, nope, that's it. And I deleted it. Let me tell you, though, I have TikTok and I, you know, it serves you up the algorithm what you watch. Mm-hmm. So because I don't have a lot of, you know, I'm not dancing. Yeah. yeah. I get the same things. And like after 10 minutes, it's like you're done. See, that's no nice. More people. No, I don't get that. And then I scroll and scroll and scroll. And then it's like an hour later and you're like, what am I doing? Do you know why we scroll and scroll and scroll? Why? Because it's soothing. It's like a pacifier. Really? It, yep. It shoots off endorphins. That's how we do it. But if you ever get back on our Instagram, mm-hmm. there are sites. And I've talked about Tori Dunlap before. Um, she does a whole TikTok Instagram, has a book out called her, um, her first 100k mm-hmm. and teaches young women women mm-hmm. about what is an ETF what is a CD what is this what is that and so you can learn and I don't think there's any stigma around it mm-hmm. someone has to teach you but just what you said when I was asking you questions about finances my brother yeah my mother my aunt we go to friends and family but you just named three generations yeah. You're a totally different generation, right? Yeah. So it's good to get advice. We all buy through referral, but then you can also teach yourself, mm-hmm. you know, which is yeah. good, but you, you'll get there. Um, okay. We talked about money. What do you think as parents mm-hmm. we are not thinking about when it comes to your generation? Are we giving you enough wiggle room? Um, I think... Yes and no. I think parents are supposed to ask the questions like you're supposed to be concerned about your kid. But I think when kids answer in a way that parents don't necessarily want, whether it's a one word answer or just a short answer, they ask 8,000 other questions. Why do you think? Because they're concerned and it's out of love, but it annoys the crap out of your kids because (laughs) you're like, if I wanted to come to you, I would come to you. Or if I wanted to talk about it, I would expand. And I remember, like, talking to my mom about it before. I was like, if I need something, I will come to you. Like, it's okay to ask me once or twice. But after that, if I give the same answer, like, just it's okay to, like, accept that answer. And we also have friends that we go to. We're going to tell our friends more, whether parents want to figure it. Like, if parents want to, like realize that or not like we're going to tell our friends more because they're in the situation in the moment with us or we just your age yeah they're your age and sadly sometimes you value there are stages in life where kids will value their friends opinions over their parents because they're like oh they're just trying to like at any age we do that at any age we do that yeah and so they i feel like they go to their friends. So if they're not coming to you, they'll go to your their friends. Yeah, I, I agree. And I found that with myself, I find that if you don't learn from your kids mm-hmm. at this age, so I used to have wild opinions about certain things and now they come back and call bullshit on me. They're like, you made us think this and we don't think that. I'm like, yeah, yeah sorry. But they have taught me a lot. 
And so they have changed my opinion about a lot of things. So sometimes with parents and kids, and you're not a kid, you're an adult, yeah. we still think of you as a kid. Yeah. And the information flow is parent to you mm-hmm. one way. If you don't take it back. Yeah. If the parent doesn't take it back, you are going to migrate further and further. Exactly. Away from your parent. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I find that too. Like, I am an advice giver and an advice taker, but I am a little bit bossy. And I would say, you should do this and you should do that. And you, and I could just see them glaze over. And I could, I could yeah. see that they're, they're not, they don't care. Not that they don't value it. Mm-hmm. They've already asked their friends. Yeah, they already got it. That's what, they probably also already did whatever they like their friend exactly. told them to do. And they're like, well, I didn't do that. And also the fact of there are so many times where like if you go to your parent about a friend being mean and then you're going to make up with your friend in a week totally. and then they're going to come over and then it's going to be awkward with yeah. your parents because your parents are going to be like, well, they didn't treat my daughter right or they didn't treat my son right. And then it's going to be awkward. So you just avoid telling your parents so that next time, because it's going to happen when your friend comes over, you don't have to worry about your parents slipping up and saying something. Right. It's so true. And we want to keep the relationship like it's parent to child yeah no matter what the age and you want to keep that so you know if you have something good you want to say you're going to tell your parents right yeah away, right? oh yeah but if you're thinking about some you know ridiculous outfit you're going to wear you're not going to discuss that with your mother oh exactly exactly that's what we do we that's don't need we do. that opinion <laughs> <laughs> and so and do you find because you live at home now yes do you think because my son's about to move in mm-hmm like, how do you manage that as an adult, like the roles and responsibilities? Like, how do you say, like, I'm an adult, don't tell me that? Or do you guys have it worked out already? Um, I feel like we definitely have it worked out because I have two older siblings. So yeah. it, like, was worked out way before. But it's kind of just, like, you just pull your weight. And now that I'm an adult, I just pull my weight and what I can do. But also, I still get told what to do by my mom half yeah. the time. And We can't help it, Erin. We can't yeah, help it. Yeah, but, like... You just kind of pull your weight, and if you look around the house, you're like, okay, that could be done. I'll just do that. Right. That's but, very mature. Yeah. But, like, also, I think uh, giving your child the space to kind of, like, they are an adult, whether they're living at home after college or in college or whatever, I feel like you can't, like, the curfew's a big thing where it's kind of like, well... I want you home at this time, but it's like, okay, but I'm an adult. Like, I'm not going to come home at midnight when all my friends are still at the bar. Yeah. Like, they just left, like, to go to the bar, so. I'm, like, the worst parent when it comes to that because I don't care about any of that. Like, I don't care. I know, judge me once, judge me twice. If they're over 21 and their their girlfriend's sleeping over, I don't, I don't care. If they stay out, I don't care. But I want to be contacted. So, we yeah. have a rule. If you're out past a certain time... You have to text me like by one to say you're not coming home. Yeah, that same rule with my yeah. mom, except it's a little harsher with me because I'm you're a girl. girl. Yeah. So true. You're not getting out of that. I know. And I've talked about it with my friends too. You're not but it, out it of gets it. annoying when it's two brothers and a girl because then it's you like. You really pour, pulled uh, the short stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You should have been born first. I know, yeah. seriously. Or in the middle. No, or in I the middle. They, you would have had a sandwich of boys. Yeah, but I feel like I would have, I don't know, they would have included me in more. True. That's true. <laughs> yeah. They're going to want something on it. Don't you worry. As your parents age mm-hmm. and you're taking care of them, 
you're going to get stuck doing everything. Oh, I know. So just prepare for your revenge. I'm going to Venmo request them. (laughs) Exactly. And tell them what they're going to do. Oh, yeah. Embrace that power. Yeah. Embrace it. So, Erin, I've learned a lot here today. Mm -hmm. The pyramid thing I think I'm going to steal is my own. This this is going to be recorded. It was a very good analogy. But Erin and I thought that we would end today. Well, I thought, and I asked Erin to do it. She's a single girl. I'm a single girl. Let's talk about dating. Okay. Rapid fire. Okay. Okay. You just said that you're going to look look for a boyfriend. Yes. Where would you look? Um, Through mutual friends. Really? Oh my God. Dating apps scare me. Okay. So back to Melissa. Yeah. I would have to go to a dating app. No question. Because think about all the people you know. Do you know any single guys over 40? No. Know any mom or dads that are just hanging around without a mate? Um, I mean, if they're... <laughs> no, probably you not. Don't. No. So there's a difference. Your friends could yeah. hook, could do that. Yeah, but also I feel like with like your age, I feel like it's gonna be someone like it's gonna be like, oh yeah, but they've also like dated this person and this person that I know and this person. And it's like I yeah. don't want any of that. No, yeah, no. I get that. The at pool your is age. very yeah. small. Um, all right, second, mm-hmm. when in a marriage, yes. what would be like three important qualities to you? They need to respect. We need to respect each other. I just recently listened to your podcast. Thank with you, Lisa. Oh my God, super fan. And so, Hold on. respect. Thank you, Erin. <laughs> Applause. <laughs> okay, respect. Um, I need to have fun with them. Like, just, I feel like life can be so hard sometimes. So, like, whether it's laughing or just being spontaneous and having fun, yep. I feel like that's important. And then they need to care. Like, they just need to show they care. Like, they need to put in as much effort as they put in with themselves with me as well. So I, and I'll do the same. Yeah. You realize you just said three emotional things, right? You noticed you never mentioned job, money, Oh, no, not security. at all. Because I could do that. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I love it. You're a great catch. Yeah. Would it bother you um, if you made more than your husband? Not at all. Excellent. Do you expect that you should be able to stay home with the kids? Or if you made more, would you want him to stay home with the kids? Um, I think it's up to you. I definitely want to be a stay-at-home mom at some point, like for sure, because my mom also did that and like she cherishes those times. Yeah. So I think like I want to do that. But if it came down to it and my husband wanted to do it or whatever, like I think it would be fine. We'd, we just have to discuss it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so is money, is money important in a relationship to you? Um. Yeah, they need to make money, like they need to have a job. And I think, well, and then until kids come and that's like a whole different thing. But I think as long as they're like driven, like, and yeah, yeah, I feel like I can make enough money. Like I can make enough money to sustain myself. You should be able to make enough money to sustain you so we can put it together. So it's funny. That's how we agree. Mm -hmm. So in my dating life, the person must, Mm -hmm. and my, my sister was saying that my requirements are too strict, but they're not. You must own your own home. You must. I don't care if it's a yeah. condo or whatever. You must have a car. You must have a job. Mm-hmm. You must not. Now, remember, I've been married, divorced, widowed. Yes. You must not hate if you're divorced your ex's family. I don't want to hear about any qu- fights. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. I don't care if you like them. I just don't want to hear about it. And you have to be physically mobile. So, Erin, this is what I'm thinking. I don't think that has to be a requirement for me, but I get that. This is my relationship test. Mm-hmm. If and when I'm ever ready to date again, which would not be through mutual friends, obviously, right to the internet. 
I would say to the person that they had to meet me at this place where I walk. It's 1.8 miles. Yes. And that would be the first date because then, you know why? I could see the car they pulled up in. Yes. Okay. I can see if they're wearing like Reebok jogging velour outfit. Hard no. Okay. I can check out the sneakers if they're wearing those brick New Balance Velcro (laughs) out. Yep. I can see a lot. Yeah. And as we're walking... I can see their physical ability. Yeah, like so if they're I out of breath. Plus also you're in public so they can't kidnap you exactly. and take you. Exactly. So you're going to meet through friends. I'm going through a dating app with a very judgmental 40 minutes. I, I, feel like, I feel like it's okay. I feel like it's valid. Excellent. Would it matter? Um, so if you went on a date. Yes. Okay, so you're going to go find a boyfriend. Uh-huh. You go on a date. Mm-hmm. Would you tell your parents or your family, or would you just tell your friends until after? Um, my friends till after. I've done that many of times. Have Be- you really? Oh yeah, because like my mom is gonna ask eight thousand questions about. Oh well, what are you wearing? Well, um, what's his name? How's he doing? Um, how'd you meet him? Where are you going? Because chances are, my mom will be in that area. Like I'm not. No, yeah. it's after. And then it's after the fact. And it's like, oh, it went great. And then if it didn't, I don't even need to say anything. It never happened. Yes, It perfect. never happened. My kids say that to me all the time. We have no, I have no idea how much they've done that I don't know about. I'm like, that's good. I don't want to know. Yeah. I don't want to know. I, when I was dating Mark, mm-hmm. I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell anyone. And it's funny, when my friends or my family found out, they were so mad. You could have been killed. You could have been this. I was in a different mindset then. I was like revenge dating, so I'm like, I'll do whatever I want. I think now, for me at least, mm-hmm. I would tell my friends. I wouldn't call up everybody and say, guess what, the 411? Yeah. Or have people hide at the bar. I almost feel like I would put them to the test of a double date on day one. Because if you're not going to oh. like them, you couldn't do that though. I mean, I've done a double date as a first date before. How did it go? Good, because it was a mute, like... It was like a mutual friend that they had and they were introducing us. Yeah. So it went fine. I've also had a first double date, like my first date ever. That went terrible. Why and tell it was me, a double date. He didn't talk. He was scared. But then he said it was a great date after. And I was like, absolutely not. We never went on another date. It was a great date because he actually got through it. Yeah, but he like didn't talk. First we went to the movies and it was like fine or whatever. And then... After we were sitting at Assembly Row and we were sitting looking out at the water and it was the it was like my me and my two friends and then he was all the way at the other end of the wall and I was like, What is going on? And he would not talk. Like we we tried to dig a conversation out of him and he wouldn't talk. It's smart. And I'm sure whoever he is, he's a very nice man. I'm sure oh, he'll live a rich life. Lovely. My friend dated him later in life and they had a great like two years while they dated. Like he's he's fine now. But think about what I t- said in the earlier podcast. The guy you marry and you talk to on a daily basis, he's not going to change. And if you're in a relationship, like say after three or four months, whatever, yeah. and you have to pull everything out of them, every emotion, every feeling, what do you think? Why won't yeah. you talk? And then you get, oh, I can't or this and that. Goodbye. Because... They're not going to change. No, you can't go into yeah. marriage thinking they're going to change. Excellent. Erin, I think this is very good. I'm trying to think if there's any other dating questions. Money, relationship. Yeah, we did that. Stay at home. All right. Well, I think that we have concluded our session here today. Thanks for having me. We've learned a lot. Yes, I know. I'm excited. Yes. And you're going to do some researching on investing. Yes, I am. Excellent. Well, we want to say thank you for joining us, everybody, on the I Want My 40s podcast. We're very hip this week with a 21-year-old <laughs> talking Gen Z and stop bugging your kids. Am I Please. Right? <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.